Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, we're back. Music unapologetically. Adam and Travis, your host. And that was the first time I haven't messed that up since we started doing this brand new podcast. It's a beautiful, yeah. Like it's an evolution. It is an evolution. The quality of our content. Yeah, um, we went from the best to arguably now undefeatable. Undefeatable. Or UFW. If you know what that means. Undefeatable. No. What's Un- the unwithable? Unwithable. Unwithable. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Wu Tang. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're doing there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh. Anyways, welcome back. Thanks for coming. And uh, let's just jump right into it. Um. Sent you a text the other day, and it was. I'll let you pick. I was excited. And I gave you two options. Option number one, cover songs. Mm -hmm. Cover artists, cover music. Mm -hmm. And the second. The winner. The winner by, like, like I feel like a margin that is huge because of your text back and your reaction. Enthusiasm. Yeah, the enthusiasm. I could could feel the enthusiasm in the text. I, I broke my screen typing. I assign, you know, so here's the thing, man. When I'm texting somebody and they get mad at me for a tone that I did not mean to have in the text, mm-hmm. I get mad at them for getting mad at you. Assigning a tone to my text that I did not intend. They're projecting. <clears throat> right. So clearly it's their fault. Right. And so when you texted me back when I texted um Cover music or movie soundtracks. I assigned great enthusiasm to your text, but I feel like in doing so, I was 100% plus correct. So, there was, it was a clear winner. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, let's just, let's be honest. It wasn't a, like a, like it wasn't a huge margin because I like both. I, we will have like we will eventually get into cover music. We're just not going to do it tonight because of the overwhelmingly uh, enthusiastic uh, just, answer you gave me. Well, because you're now you're crossing two of my favorite things, right? Movies and music. Um, I, mean, I get that. That's like you quote movies. You love music. Now I get to think about songs to movies I like to quote. That's right. And as a man. Which, from what I've been told, women are terrible movie quoters. Um, me wrong. I mean, I can't because I'm not that big into movies. I don't watch a whole lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've said it a hundred times. I've got ADD to the like to the max. 
And so if I'm not, if you're not catching my attention in the first five minutes or so, I'm out. But one thing that will keep me there is a good song to start out a movie. I was totally going a different direction with that. Okay, go ahead. No, no, I thought you were going to say something else to keep your attention. Like we can't talk about this kind of movies on this show. It's not. It's not uh, porno movies. Yeah, let's start with a bump. <laughs> That's fair, but no. Now speaking of first five minutes, okay. The new Mortal Kombat. Okay. Before it was released, one of the goals that the producers and directors said was they want to set a new standard for the first opening scene of an action movie. So, and they definitely delivered. So, what was said was they definitely earned their R rating in the first seven minutes. Oh, they were NC seventeen. And had to back it down. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, even better. But I, but that's as far as I've gotten. I've watched the first seven minutes of that. So let's just say everything in that first seven minutes is, is like, if you see how that opening scene ends and you're like, wow, that first seven minutes was not what I expected the last seven minutes to be. Right. You just watch it, man. No, yeah, that, that first seven minutes is going to be what takes me back to watch it. The only thing is, I've had Riley all weekend. Mm-hmm. Can't I'm not watching that with him. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's just there's just some <clears throat> movies. So um, it's aggressive. Yeah, yeah, it's super aggressive. There's some movies I will not uh, allow Riley to watch right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite movie being The Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. being one of them. Uh, now I did, uh, I do regret letting him watch Dazed and Confused with me at such a young age. All right, all right, all, all right. right, all right, all right. I can uh, think Texas allergies right now. Yeah, my girlfriend really is digging the the raspy. Yeah, hey, you know what else I know she's digging? That sweet mustache you have going on right now. I must ask you. Yeah, if I'm, you like it, I must ask you why you did that. I must ask you why you're curious. Well, because I'm a beard guy. You've you've done how many episodes with me? All right. I'm just saying. It's time for a change. Well, you know. Listen, my podcasts are a great uh, platform. If you are creative-facing yourself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It might, I mean, it's a great place. Uh, my buddy Wes, I love Wes. He did. He probably did 20, 20 or so episodes of uh, Highly Unapologetic with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was always coming in with something different, either new hairdo, new mustache, full-grown beard, clean. It was always something new, and I loved it. Well, based on the overall appearance of my face, it's a good thing this is a podcast, and most of our listeners are just listeners, not watchers. Well, I mean... I will plaster some of this all over Instagram this week. If we were going to say audibly the difference in my face right now, it would be me talking like this from now on. Yeah, well, (laughs) we both have faces made for TV. We're just putting it on the radio. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Getting into (laughs) movie soundtracks. (laughs) Speaking of Dazed and Confused, Uh uh, like I said, the best way to start a movie and to catch my attention is a good song. Oh. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So Dazed and Confused is by far my favorite soundtrack. Okay. Okay. I, I'm a. You're, I'm, you're just opening up with the number one. Number one. Not even slow rolling. Listen, listen. I'm not going to rank these 
Other, other than Dazed and Confused is my favorite mm-hmm. just because of the selection of music and the music uh, actually shows up in the movie. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of the soundtracks uh, that I'm familiar with don't have the music on the soundtrack in the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, sometimes. And then you have some mm-hmm. that the entire movie is based around the soundtrack. Right. Like? Like? You tell me. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. The whole movie has it like Listen. Interwel- interwoven within the storyline. Right. Which the, I love. Yeah. I mean, what, what, uh, it's the, we just had it up. Mr. Blue Sky, Electric Light Orchestra. A fight scene? Play it. To Mr. Blue Sky? Play it. Oh, I, I definitely am going to play it. Actually, I need to pull it up on my, on my big computer. Because the speaker's on the little. I loved watching Groot, Baby Groot dance. Yeah. To that song. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I just, I just don't feel like it is a. It's a fight, a fight song. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, hang on, guys. This is we're pulling this stuff up right now. Guardians. What I love is that you can find that entire soundtrack as which which is really just it it shows how detail oriented marvel is when oh, it comes yeah. to these things absolutely because you can find if you go to youtube and just search guardians of the galaxy soundtrack yeah instead of having it broken down into songs mm-hmm. because it was a cassette tape right it's just an hour and a half long song that's, as if you were playing it right. on a cassette tape that's the best part about that movie brilliant. is him carrying around that walkman brilliant. thinking it is the and then... If he doesn't have his Walkman, he doesn't have his powers. Remember? Turn the tape over. Right. Volume two. Right. Movie two. Put the, give me, hand me this mic right here that is on this. Uh, just be careful. I know that light's hanging on there, too. You can set the light on the table. The light will fall. There you go. There you go. Now we're cooking with gas. No, you can take it off. Oh, okay. Because what I really essentially want to do, we might have to unravel it. Give me some room because I'm going to. Oh, that's good. Give me some slack. Give me some more. Cars in the big crib. Your spliff. What a, you, see, you see what I'm doing there? Oh, it's, that's grade A material right there. You know what? That's top shelf. It is. That's high, that's high quality. High that's, qual- high that's quality. how they do it at Madison Square Garden. Listen. I don't know if you knew that. Listen, if you're getting whooped. To this song right here. It's not even these speakers. I got this all goofed up, man. Look, you be right there. We're gonna go right here. Please stand by. Please stand by. Now let's try it. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can just set it down. I feel like this could be, this could be waiting room music, like for a lobby, or it could be interstellar arms battle. Can you imagine getting whooped to this? I I wouldn't be upset about it. I would. I wouldn't. I'd be like, at least I can bob my head while it's being smashed in. No, like if I listen, if I'm getting whooped by a dude named Star Lord, 
who is a funny man, and I'm and I'm getting whooped by a tree. You want thrash metal? And I'm getting whooped by a raccoon. Yes, I want to get I want to get whooped by something. Well, you're gonna tell this story later, and you're gonna want it to be funny. Hopefully, so at least you have a you know like yeah yeah. One time, uh, right before I died. Well, if you didn't die, you wanted to be lighthearted. No, but he, but he was killing people. I know, but you're hoping that you're not going to die. But I'm hoping I'm on Star Lord's team. In which case, you'd love that song. In which case, I would still laugh about it. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, the whole the whole um, the whole soundtrack. It's great. It's great. It's a, it's classic rock, uh, hippie music. He has no idea what he's listening to. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. or or what he's listening to it on. Yeah, listening to it on an old Walkman. I and I'm telling you, like the fact that it's so, like it's everything that's important to him because it was his mom gave. Oh to yeah, him. so it's like it's Absolutely. not just a soundtrack that's like laid in the background to set the like to set the mood. I feel like it's the whole storyline, right? Like, I feel it's like a big part of it. I feel like Star Lord's Walkman is the Star Lord, like Samson's hair is the Samson. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like your hair to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my mom wants me to cut my hair. I don't. We can do this. I don't I'm know. With you. I don't know how I feel. No, we're not getting our hair cut. No, no I'm just. I'm just here with you now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks good. It's getting long. Have you had a a real haircut in a while? Define. I mean, while. I mean, define real. Have you had Have you had substantial length taken off your hair in a while? That's a big negative. That's a big negative. As I was told by one of my patients, I have the lockdown locks. Uh-huh. What's that mean? Uh, we went into lockdown, and everybody just started growing their hair out. You know who has great lockdown locks? You know who Dave Portnoy is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had great lockdown locks. His beard was phenomenal. Yeah. His, <laughs> president, man. The prez. The prez. El prez. He's just a cool dude. I want to be friends with that guy. So speaking of... Okay, go, yeah. I want to also... Getting into that like classic rock, right? Kind of hippie music, but in a more serious way. Okay. What I say is arguably the greatest soundtrack. Okay. Maybe not my favorite, but arguably one of the best. Forrest Gump. Okay, let's look at that one. Because because I'll go Guardian of the Galaxies up there because you got uh, Cat Stevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you no, got I, I love that Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. uh, Queen. You got a, some more Queen, George Harrison, Cheap Trick, uh, Parliament, mm-hmm. the Jackson Five, David Bowie. Do you say Bowie or Bowie? Bowie. Oh, okay, Bowie. Yeah, well. Uh, Thin Lizzy. You know, you got Three Dog Night. That's a great, Three to Dog me, Night is just. That's a, that's a great lineup mm-hmm. if you are a classic rock fan. So okay, and so I put Guardians of the Galaxy way up at the top, along with Dazed and Confused, just because Dazed and Confused, and we'll go over that one here in a minute. So just so to bounce off that, uh huh, Forrest Gump soundtrack, pulling it up right here. It now. is Hound Dog, Elvis Presley, yeah, Rebel Rouser. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know why, but I do. Walk It Right, Land of a Thousand Dances, yeah, Blowing in the Wind, Fortunate Son's a Fortunate good one. Fortunate Son, can't, can't help myself. Bob Dylan. Respect. Yeah. Uh, California Dreaming. I love that song. The Mamas and the Papas. California, all the leaves are bright. You know what song is super underrated? And the sky is gray. That, not that one. Oh, okay. 
Buffalo Springfield. Bro. Any movie with Buffalo Springfield in it? Uh, what was another one? Remember the Titans. You know what other song this was in? The movie with Ice Cube and Three Kings, George Clooney, when they were stealing the gold from Kuwait. Oh, nice. This was the song that they had when they were driving across the desert. This just like, it screams... Vietnam or it does. military. It screams, it's, just, it's just America. Like yeah, yeah. It screams the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Uh, Forrest Gump also has the doors break on through to the other side. Simon and Garfunkel. You know what Miss Robinson's about? Mm-mm. A teacher, right? No, she's uh, like a cougar. Oh. You, you like uh, all the old like uh, like boomers? Mm-hmm. Like if they if they're talking about a Miss Robinson, they're talking about an old married cougar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's that. A joy to the world. Three dog night again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the raindrops keep falling on my head. I like, I like the birds. That song. Yeah, Doobie uh, Brothers. Doobie Brothers. Skinner, of course. The the famous scene. Jenny Bob, about to jump off the building. Bob Seger. I mean, Willie. Dude, just it's thirty four songs of Americana. Yeah, it's like it tells us because remember when you think about the whole like the whole thing in the movies is like he's like just. He's the guy that was there for everything. So I want the song that about everything. So I want to listen to a soundtrack and be able to pinpoint in the movie why it's being played. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's been so long since I've I've watched Forrest Gump. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you when stuff is. Yeah. Um. One of my <laughs> one of one of Freebird. I hate that. Freebird is when Jenny's about to jump off. She just did a bunch of cocaine. Yeah. She's about to jump off her balcony and commit suicide. Right. Freebird. You mm-hmm. know, um, that what we just played. Obviously, when he's in Vietnam. Right. Um, yeah. Elvis. Yeah. Elvis Presley. Hound Dog was whenever he got his magic shoes, <laughs> and he was watching. Yeah, he's shaking his hips. Yeah. On that you, TV program. You know, when I first moved to San Antonio, I mm-hmm. was in eighth grade. And Forrest was my nickname because of my thick accent. I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I can run like the wind blows. Every Listen, man. I don't know anybody who can just dialogue movies quite as good as you. I love that movie. You, but you know what I hate? Hmm. When people dialogue The Office. There's only one line worth saying. And everybody says it. I don't even know. That's what, it is. what she said. That's an office. quote. That is not an office quote. That that has been that, around. Longer that was way. made famous by the office. No, it wasn't. I'm saying that's what these she said long before the office. We're not giving the office credit for that's what she said. Next, we're going to give them credit for your mama jokes, and we're not doing that. All right, next. I, that, I mean, I don't care what the internet says. Well, we were listen, man. We well, were we were saying that's what she said long before the office. Okay, you weren't. Okay, okay. You grew up in Florida or okay. something. Next Baz- one, Bazinga! I got one for you. Okay, go ahead. The Sandlot. The Sandlot. That was really all right. Let's... You could get that one on vinyl. I feel like anything that you can get on vinyl, you should get on vinyl because there's no there's no sound quite like. A vinyl record. Exactly. Exactly. And I love it. So, songs from the Sandlot soundtrack. There's only like... The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Yeah, the tokens. This magic moment. You know what that was from? 
No. That was from uh, when Squints faked like he was drowning. Oh, yeah. And Wendy Peppercorn gave him CPR. Yeah, and the he greatest grabbed kiss, her and kissed her. The greatest kissing in yep. cinema history. Tequila. Yeah. You know that's from, right? No. That was when um, they went and got on the roller coaster before they threw up after got eating. You. Big Chief, the best. <laughs> <laughs> America the Beautiful. That was during the fireworks scene mm-hmm. for the Fourth of yeah, July yeah, yeah, before yeah. they went and pickled the beast. Uh, yeah. Wipeout was from when they were at the pool. There goes my baby. What was that one from? What was the song that goes? Right before they played the other baseball team. Oh it's yeah, a quintessential like fifties. There's a there's a uh, there's an Instagram comedian named David Lopez that did a uh, did a spoof off of that yeah. scene and it's hilarious. I'll have to I'll have to pull it up for you. Who, who what song is that? Is uh, it I don't know Finger Poppin' Time? <laughs> it sounds so dirty. <laughs> Finger Poppin' Time. The main title. That's Finger Poppin' Time. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's not it. Oh, you got- oh, yeah, the opening song. Listen. That's what? the title song, and the movie starts. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a song I'm looking for, though. Huh. God, what song was that? I don't know, dude. But while you do that, let's talk about the greatest. Baby Ruth. The Great Bambino. Who? <laughs> I, th- I thought you said the Great Bambi. That wimpy deer. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Hey man, this is a music podcast. You're dialoguing. We're talking about soundtracks. Okay, let's Dude. just get into how great Days and Confused is because I, with this movie, mm-hmm. I can definitely pinpoint the songs. Okay, all right. Sweet Emotion, Aerosmith. That's the opening when those sweet cars are pulling in. Great song. Okay, School's Out for the Summer. Alice Cooper. That's uh. Obviously, when all the kids are running out of school, School trying not to get whooped, right? Uh, Why can't we be friends? Obvious. The seniors are chasing the freshmen. Oh, no. Is that when... uh, No, that's when the girls are going to town on them, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Uh, Stranglehold. They're sitting in... uh, They're sitting in the upstairs bedroom of one of the guys, and it's pink, and it's... uh, it's pink, and who's the uh, Slater? And then the dad comes up, and he's talking about, did you order some kegs of beer? He said, that guy said I ordered some kegs of beer. That's Stranglehold. That's going on in it. Free Ride, one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, Peter Frampton, that's at the Emporium. Uh, Bob Dylan, Hurricane, that is also being played at the Emporium while they're... Hello, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Give a little slower. Let's see. The best song on this, though. Fog hat. Fog hat. Slow ride. You know what? You know. You know what? How I really fell in love with this song. Obviously, listening to it as a, as a kid with my dad. But when they put it on Guitar Hero as the opening song for Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero 3, mm-hmm. which, by the way, if you're a music junkie and never owned Guitar Hero, you're doing it wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that reinvigorated my love for so many songs. Well, either that or Rock Band. 
Either one. Uh, that's how I fell in love with the Beastie Boys. Because they had uh, what you, what you, what you want. Yeah. And I killed it on the drums. I'd put it on expert and kill it. But slow, slow but slow ride is awesome. Take it easy. What you're talking about? Leonard Skinner, Ted Nugent, Rick Derringer. Rick Derringer. War. ZZ Top. Peter Frampton. Kiss, Peter Frampton. Listen, man. By the way, I want to go back to the question you asked last week that you and I went back and forth on, and I want to add Peter Frampton to my list. Oh, absolutely. Of greatest guitarists. The way Peter Frampton could make his guitar talk. He was the first one to use that style. Right. But you got to listen to, you got to listen to those songs live. Yeah. Because he doesn't do it during the uh, studio versions. Really? You know what I mean? Maybe a little bit, not quite as, yeah, not quite as. Uh, not as much as Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. I'm not a big Bon Jovi fan, dude. That part of the song? I, whatever you You know what song I'm talking about? No. I don't like Bon Jovi. I don't either, but I'm saying that song was, they used that, um, that um, reverberated yeah. tube, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, Living on a Prayer. The beginning of this song? Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Stupid song. Oh. You know what else is a stupid You know what else is a stupid song? You know what else is a stupid song? Tell me. When we're when we're talking about soundtracks? What's that Whitney Houston song to the bodyguard? You just shut your mouth. <laughs> that song is hot dog water, dude. Listen. Trash. I won't listen I don't, to I don't like the song. Yeah, bro, you cannot. No. no yes. No, listen. You and I are going to fight each other. Yeah. You cannot say. I can. That, that's, that song is, won a Grammy. I don't care what it, it won. Was, it, it's, it's hot dog water, bro. Yeah, that's what it is. Dude, you cannot talk disdainfully about the bodyguard. Yeah. That's okay. That. okay. Okay, listen. So let's just say that I am a fan of Whitney Houston's song on the Bodyguard. What's it called? What's it called? Look it up. I'm I'm pulling it up right now. The Bodyguard original soundtrack. That song is "I Will Always Love You." She did the whole soundtrack. Now I know I'm not into it. Who who did she do that song with? Did she do it with no, anybody? No, it's a solo. Oh. Who was her co-star in that? Uh, Kevin Costner? I think so, yeah. Yeah, trash. No, I do like Kevin Costner. Do you like the movie? I've never seen the movie. Oh. Actually, I, I think I saw it once when I was a kid because my mom was like a super big Whitney freak. Right. But I just like that song. Okay. okay. I don't... Here's my thing about movie soundtracks, okay? I'm going to be... 100% honest right now. I hate I hate when one person does the whole soundtrack. I agree with with with, I agree. with a few exceptions. Okay. Despicable Me. Who did that soundtrack? Pharrell. Um Pharrell did I want to say 90% of it. And it was awesome. 1 2 3 4 5 about five of the ten songs. He did half of Robin Thicke did one. Bee Gees did another one. Bee Gees. Uh, Love the Bee Gees. Another couple of them are just the girls from the movie. 
singing, mm-hmm. uh, like the little girl singing the unicorn song. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cute. But the well, the best part is when the beat starts. Unicorns, I love them. Unicorns, I love them. Uni, 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 uni. I love them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's here's one thing I, I'm surprised that we haven't touched on yet. Okay, musicals. I don't. I'm I'm lost there. Cause like that's the whole track is like the damn movie. Like singing in the rain. Like Greece. Uh. Okay. A, I mean that's that's classic. Okay. That's considered a musical. Greece, yeah. Okay. It's music. Well. The whole damn... Dude, they're dancing in the middle of a, a carnival, for God's sake. And then they're dancing on the stadium bleachers. Listen, man. And then they're dancing in... <laughs> you'll, have, you'll have to forgive me. Yeah? I haven't seen Greece. You've never seen Greece. I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it, and I get bored, and then I quit. Okay. You want you want to have this conversation? Yeah, let's do it. I see you're never seen Greece, <laughs> and I raise you with never seen Dazed and Confused. Are you serious right now? Dead serious. Do we need to have pieces a mo- of it? Do we need to have a? Do we have to have a movie night? Uh-huh. The best part about Days and Confused, and it's and I and I put it up there as one of my favorite movies ever. I mean, I've, I, it's up there for most lists. We'll mm-hmm. say it's like a top. It's like a must see movie. I love it when people watch it for the first time and they're like, oh, "That's Matthew McConaughey," and I'm like. Wow, yeah. I mean, I quote that movie, even and then, though I haven't seen it all. And then I point to another character, and I'm like, well, who's that? That's another famous actor. And they're like, I don't know. It's Ben Affleck, bro. Oh, my God, it's Ben Affleck, bro. And <laughs> what's, that, what's that movie with, like, all those, like, Ray Liotta and... Uh, God, it's like I like Ray Liotta. By I do too. Way. It's like all the... It's like all... It's Rob, uh, Rob Lowe is in it. It's like, a, like all the... Like the main '90s, early 2000 actors in this movie, but they're uh-huh. all young. Uh, I don't know. So, oh my god, it's like a really it's like a Rat Pack, I think, or something like uh-huh. something like that. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like a Daisy Confused type movie, but it's got like 20 A list, like current A listers when they were kids. My favorite thing about Dazed and Confused, not not uh, aside from the soundtrack, is. It was set in 1976, last day of school. Mm-hmm. My, my outsiders, f- the outsiders. Okay, my father graduated high school in 1976, and I watched that movie with my dad. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him, and now you have to understand that this time, at this time, my dad is a preacher, mm-hmm. and uh, the events and happenings of the movie Days of Confused, he does not condone. Of course. Right? He's watching this movie Not with me. publicly. No, definitely privately and publicly. Uh, he, Sorry, I, Dad. I looked at him and I said, Dad, how accurate is this movie? He goes, to a T. This was it. This is exactly how we were. I love... This line is... It's so terrible, but it's just so funny. Is the line that Matt McConaughey says when they're outside of the... <laughs> about high school girls. Yeah, that's the thing I like about high school girls. I get older and they stay the same age. Yes, they yes, do. Yes, they do. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's horrible. Uh, uh, but yeah, he like he was the super creep. Oh, yeah. Because all the high school girls loved him. Yeah. And he wasn't like... He's a weirdo. 
No, get away from me, you young high school. What's funny now is it like if you remade that movie and released it now, it would get (laughs) it would get it would get ripped apart. You have moms against everything. Yeah, would be against it. Mothers, mothers against. Just fill fill in the blank. Yeah, mothers against fill in the blank, and and they're gonna hate it. So, like changing gears on style of movie. Okay. Because now we're starting to get into, like, top five movies of all time. Right. Like, my fa- my favorite, right? Okay. So, <clears throat> just like music, it's hard for me to pick, like, what's your favorite movie. It's like saying, like, what's your favorite scent, you know? Like, there's a lot of them that you like. There's, right. You know, but I, so I have, like, five. I like fruity scents, by the way. Fruity scents? I like yeah. mango. I like yeah, that. I saw, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You know, there's five movies that I typically will rotate in and out when somebody gets ousted, but there are a few that are, are pretty long stays, like Fifth Element, long stay, right? by far, my favorite sci-fi movie ever. Um, and one that's also a long stay, I don't think it'll ever get ousted because, again, it's its, its own genre, and uh, I don't see anything taking this place, is Ray. Oh, yeah. The soundtrack from Ray. But that's a, that's Cheater, though. The only reason why is because Ray Charles' family did not want his original stuff on the movie, so Jamie Foxx had to sing all of it again. Oh, nice. That's it's, what, the same thing with the, with the song Gold Digger. Yeah. The original version. I remember listening on the radio and hearing Gold Digger with Ray Charles' voice. Okay. And you can Google it. The family was like, no, like you're going to pay his royalties and this whole thing, and blah, blah, blah. They made a big deal about it. So they got Jamie Foxx to re-sing his parts so there was no Ray Charles. Right. But that, like, the movie number one, dude, I could, that's, that's like a Forrest Gump movie. If it's on, I'm watching it. Okay, so in regards to the movies like Ray, mm-hmm. does, the same, does the same apply for the same rules apply as far as copyrights go for the Johnny or the Walk the Line? I don't know. I don't either. Because I know, like, every song in the movie... N- not everything you hear is Ray, is Jamie Foxx. Right. There is some Ray Charles. But the album, the soundtrack, is Ray Charles because it's all his stuff. Maybe an unpopular opinion here, mm-hmm. but those are the same movies, two different, two different people. Which movies? Ray and Walk the Line. Yeah, I know. Same movie. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I do drugs. Right. I have a problem. Yeah. I've, I make great music. And then. I, well, might, I might go to jail. Did go to jail. Yeah. Divorce well, my divorce my not wife. Jail. He got well. He did go to jail, but he wasn't stuck in prison. He right. was in rehab. But but just like the cool thing, I, I I just I love Ray Charles as an as an artist. Just love his story. I love his sound. Yeah. Like I remember growing up watching the Pepsi commercials. Yeah, in a minute, that's you know? exactly what I was about to bring up. And Jamie Fox is just such an incredible method actor. Mm-hmm. Like have you seen the clips from him getting ready for this Tyson biopic? But when you go and like for him to play. Ray, he put in prosthetic contacts that made him blind. Oh, like really? The whole filming, he was actually blind. It's so like when he was running into stuff, like through the set, like when he got frustrated at one point with B, and he was like trying to get out of his office or whatever, and he was like running into shit. He literally couldn't see anything, and just like how much he gets into that character, and how much he like gives to the character, yeah. And then to hear him sing, almost like almost identically, right? It's just no, he did a good job. So the soundtrack to me, I just I love that soundtrack. It's Georgia on my mind. I lived in Georgia for four years. Yeah. Like, you know, I heard that song a lot. And yeah, Ray. That's a good one. It's a good one for me. 
let's see here. Another good one for me, the Big Lebowski. That is a good one. You know why? Because I love Credence Clearwater. I do it. The dude does abide. But I love CCR. I love Credence. I do too. And any anything that's going to the showcase Credence Clearwater Revival. No band has ever sang so much about the rain. Oh, yeah. Listen, <laughs> those are their best songs. Uh, what about, we talked, we joked about this earlier, Austin Powers. Austin Powers, let me pull it up right now. Quincy Jones composed the uh, the soundtrack, or the theme song for Austin Powers that... Dun, 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 dun. Quincy Jones, uh, Soul Boss Nova. Yeah, man. Uh, Madonna's on there. The Who, Lenny Kravitz, Mel B, Doctor Evil, Green Day's on there. You know, you know who else is on there? Elvis Costello and Burt Bacharach are in the second one, and they do, they sing a song that is amazing in the middle of the movie, and it's just it's such a good song. Uh, they, yeah. Uh, what's it all about, Alfie? Mm-hmm. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire's on it. Um, Dude, it's stacked. Britney Spears and Pharrell. Yep. The Rolling Stones, Marvin Gaye, Steppenwolf, The Monkees. Speaking of the Monkees, the Monkees are better than the Beatles. Mm. I have definitely had that thought in my head a few times, <laughs> like when I was younger, because it was a show that Davy Jones was right. in. Well, right. I can't remember the name of it, but the Monkees. It wasn't the Monkees. He was also, he did some guest spots in... Um, it was a family show that he was like the son in. Well, I don't know what the... Was what it, was it but, the Monkees? But he, yeah. The show? Yeah. Um, and then he was also in, what was it, The Brady Bunch? I knew he did a couple spots there, yeah. Uh, the Flaming Lips are on the Austin Powers soundtrack. Dude, I'm telling you that... Like, I love The Flaming Lips. It's so over... Like, it's just... Like, it's like, it's such a goofy movie. You know, that you... All you think about is the movie, but like... I had, like, my mom bought me the original Austin Powers soundtrack because oh, really? I loved that movie so much. She bought me the CD, and I used to listen, like, get in my room. And, like, the same thing, like, you talk about, you like to pinpoint the, the, the time in the movie. Right. I could, you put that album on, I'll tell you exactly the scene, what happens. I probably quote the damn movie based on what song it is. Speaking of movies that one band did uh, the whole the whole soundtrack or provided the music for the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The Doors. Yeah. I love The Doors. You know how they and, got the name of the, the band? No, I'd like to hear that. It's, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Jim Morrison's, uh, his uh, frequent use of mind-altering substances. Oh, yeah. He was a huge peyote fan. Oh, yeah. And he would said that peyote... The reason he did peyote so much is because it would unlock the doors of his mind. Oh, nice. Hence the name. What I love about uh, the Doors soundtrack, um, same thing with the Ray Charles movie, mm-hmm. where um, I just forgot his name, the actor, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie Foxx did a lot of the mu- the a lot of the music. Val Kilmer actually did some of the music uh, for that movie on the soundtrack. Really? Yeah. He he re-recorded it. Get out of here. Yeah. It was the monkeys, by the way. The show. I told you. Yeah. It was a good show. So yeah, uh the I mean uh Riders on the Storm, Hello I Love You, Love Street, Break On Through, Come On Baby, Light My Fire. Come on, baby, light my fire. Um, Heroin. 
Strange Days. That's a greatest hits album, pretty much. Uh, the soundtrack to The Doors. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm. Uh, you'll think you're on drugs. That sounds a lot like Clockwork Orange. Uh, it is. And I feel like if I'm it, just thinking back, because it's been forever since I've seen that movie, the soundtrack for Clockwork Orange is actually... I want to know who's on it. Let me see. I'll pull it up. Uh, Clockwork Orange. Classical music. Let's see. The Clockwork Orange soundtrack. It's a bunch of classical music. That's what it looks like. Like Pomp and Circumstance, Overture to the Sun, re-recorded by Terry Tucker, uh, William Tell Overture. Yeah, it's a bunch of like classical redos. Yeah. The Deutsch gramophone recording. Deutsch. What? What? Gene Kelly singing in the rain is also in Clockwork. I forgot about that. What? Uh, what movie soundtrack really got you interested in movie soundtracks? Aside from the ones you already talked about, because Forrest Gump was the first uh-huh. time that I was like, dude, like, I want to listen to these I songs. mean, if that's the answer, that's the um, answer. Honestly, Remember the Titans. Oh, that's a good one. That was one that like, I really was like, dude, the songs from this, because it was all in that same, you know, I mean, as we, you and I have talked about, like that, that age of music, you know? Mm-hmm. That was one of the ones that I remember thinking, like, dude, this soundtrack is dope. Yeah. Uh, to me, for me, it was uh, Batman and Robin. Um, we joked about that, but yeah, Seal. So yeah, it was Seal was on there. But what what really got me was when I was. <clears throat> this is a 1997 movie. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking at it right now, I didn't just know that. Uh, Could have guessed it. Though. I was in probably ninth, ninth or tenth grade at the time, and at that time, I'm a big Smashing Pumpkins fan. Mm-hmm. And so the end is the beginning is the end. Mm-hmm. I love that song, and it was on this movie. And then, of course, Seal. Uh, but then you had uh, Gotham City sung by R. Kelly, which is really good. I ended up buying this album. Uh, do you remember BMG? Sony BMG? Yeah. Yeah, my sister worked for him. She and, signed Panic at the Disco. Oh, nice. She worked for Sony and like flew them from Vegas and signed them to Sony. But BMG was the ones where you'd get the ads in the mail and you could buy 12 CDs for one cent. Mm-hmm. And I got this through that, uh, through that, I, I guess, service. Yep. <laughs> but uh, the Goo Goo Dolls were on it. I liked the Goo Goo Dolls at the time. Jewel was on it. On it. Jewel is by far one of my favorite female artists ever. I think she's so underappreciated. Absolutely. Like, I agree with that. She, I mean, just people don't get her. She's uh, like a Bjork. Uh, but it's like, like just under, under, right. under, like, underappreciated, but like un. Misunderstood. That's fair. Not language wise, just style wise. Right. right. You know? Plus, she is real good looking. Yeah. She, I like the, she had that little snaggle tooth like Avril yeah. Lavigne. Yeah. Which yeah, made yeah. her kind of sexy, you know? Uh, and then they had Bone Thugs and Harmony on it. So you're talking, to, so you're talking about. Yeah. Batman and Robin, you're talking about a soundtrack uh, with bipolar music choices. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it was really that uh, Smashing Pumpkins that got me into checking out. Uh, music in the actual, yeah. in the actual movies. I'm going through some of these lists of other people's thoughts of like, you know, good albums, soundtracks, and so a lot of these songs like haven't heard of. 
this one I, I'm surprised it's in this list and it's in the top fifty is uh, uh, Kill Bill Volume One and Two. That's fair. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, they have Clueless here. Uh, would that be eighties music? Do you 90s. think nineties? Okay. 90s. Uh, some other movies. Days and, Days and Confused. They have listed as number thirty-one on this list of fifty. That's horrible. Um, Brown Black, Sugar. Black Panther. Black Panther's on it. Above what? the Rim. Yeah, I liked that movie. That's Hard Days Night. <clears throat> the Hard Days Night. That's your thing. Here, here's the thing that I think is also, you know, it's a little disheartening, but also like I get it because a lot of times. I think it, it 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 goes to show how rare it is for a great movie to have a great soundtrack. Right. Because usually it's a really good movie and a mediocre soundtrack. Right. Or it's a movie that you've never heard of, like Miss uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller <laughs> is number 24 in this top 50 soundtrack. So now I'm thinking like, what am I missing? Right. You know, like these all these movies. These like Pretty in Pink. Like, I get it. Goodfellas. I get it. Life Aquatic. That movie's amazing. If you, I mean, you got to like indie stuff, and you got to love Bill Murray. Right. You know who but, doesn't listen? But like the gra- who oh, doesn't love Bill Murray? Idiots. Oh, brother, where art thou? Is number twenty. Right. <laughs> that's a good. Yeah, it's that's a, a good movie. one. Yeah. This is Spinal Tap. Never heard of it. Uh, love Jones. I've heard of that. Sheltering Sky. Okay. Never heard of it. Boogie Nights, obviously. Hey, why did you watch Boogie Nights? Because John Travolta. Is it John Travolta was in that? No, wait, that's uh, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Boogie Nights was a that was a was a porno movie about pornos and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Twentieth <laughs> Century Women, like Apocalypse Now. Uh, you know, see, like there's all Friday. Now that I can get. Yeah, I can get behind Friday. Friday. Listen, this is all new. All new songs. This is on the soundtrack. Okay. Cover. All new songs by Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Cypress Hill, Scarface, Two Life Crew, Mac Ten, The Alcoholics, Eski, Easki, I don't know, Threat, Funk Dubiest, Bootsy Collins, and Bernie Worrell and the Isley Brothers. Yeah, that's all. I mean, like, I can I get, get by, I can get behind. But that then one. number twelve, Velvet Goldmine. What is that? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is like I want to go through this list and listen to these soundtracks now because this is number twelve. Let's yeah, see what number one is according to this Repo Man, number eleven. Um, oh brother, oh wait, Pulp Fiction ten. That's a good. Okay, I can get down with that. The Beatles, uh, Help, the movie, nineteen sixty five. Rushmore, number another one. Bill Murray movie. Number one is Superfly. Are you looking at that one? Yeah. Here's the thing. I, this is three Bill Murray movies. You had Life Aquatic. Rushmore is number eight. So basically what you're telling me is... Lost uh, in Translation is number seven. I wonder if the actors have uh, a say in the music that goes into it. Because if they do, all that tells me is Bill Murray has great taste in music. Bill Murray has great taste in everything. Superfly is number one. Did you see what number two was? I did. Purple Rain. Yeah. <laughs> purple Rain. Um, Here's another good one with the soundtrack. Remember that movie where Michael Jackson becomes like animated and turns into it's like a Michael Jackson movie. No, dude, I remember this is this is a random movie that I don't know why Fat Albert just popped into my head. Hi, hi, hi. That's Bill Cosby though, not Michael Jackson. No, no, 
Michael Jackson movie. There's a movie. It's like an animated movie about about Michael Jackson. I Moonwalker. Saw, oh no, I haven't seen that. You know what I did see this week though? I saw a weird uh, video on Instagram, and it was uh, Michael Jackson and Macaulay Culkin uh, going down a slide together, and it made me feel real, real uncomfortable. A lot of things Michael Jackson did made a lot of people really uncomfortable. Right. And as one of, like, I'm a huge, we've talked about this, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. I don't condone the things that did were, or did not happen. Or alleged. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like I, it, it kills me because that is what his legacy is boiled down to oh, for yeah, a lot absolutely. of people. But, like, there's just never been another artist like him, man. Yeah. Just the impact that he had on people and like his philanthropic stuff. I don't know. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. We're going to lose fans because I like Michael Jackson. The funniest, the funniest thing that that uh, I could have ever seen when that um, when that Michael Jackson video came out on Netflix, mm-hmm. like that tell all whatever, was uh, movies you may like, and it was the Michael Jackson movie, mm-hmm. and then right next to it after that was Sausage Party. Sausage Party is a great movie. <laughs> I thought, man. I saw fun. Now, speaking of funny. Well, you, you, well played, you, Netflix. You didn't see a lot of like lighthearted Michael because it was always super serious or super like away. You know, he, he didn't like the cameras, you know? Yeah. I saw a video the other day that was like an interview of him. And it was like a, like there, he was filming a, like a, uh, a promotional type thing. Right. And he's like, the camera's still rolling on him. He's like, I hate touring. He's like, you know, I hate touring. It's just, it wears on me so much. It's like, I, it's just, it, it wears me down. And they're like, we know Michael Woods, like, yeah, it's promoting. He goes, okay, fine. They're like, at least just like act like you like it. And he's like, okay. And then like camera cuts and cuts to me. He goes, hi, I love touring. And like everybody in the background busts out laughing because <laughs> he's so fake with it. And he's like, and he like, you see him like start to laugh, which you don't see Michael like laugh a lot, you know. You'd never see Michael no. laugh. As a matter of fact, you would say the one time that he laughed a lot, and it was hilarious because it was because of who he was with. When Michael was accepting a Grammy, he came up on stage with Eddie Murphy. I know when they were they were. I'm sorry, they were announcing, and Eddie Murphy and him were on stage, and he's like staring. No, he, I think he was holding the Grammy, and Eddie's like he's holding it like this, and he's like Eddie, like lift the microphone up, and so Eddie's like moves to it, and he goes. You lift, he like starts to, and he's like, wait, you grown man, like you lift the microphone up for yourself. And he's like, Michael's got, Michael's got everybody working for him. He's like, I ain't working for you, man. <laughs> and Michael starts laughing. And stuff. <laughs> he's like, Eddie, lift it. Was that a, was that an ad lib or? Yeah, completely. He's oh, like, because he goes, hey, lift it up for me. And he's and like, Eddie like reaches over to lift it. And he's like, wait a second, like you lift it up, man. He's like, Michael got everybody thinking they're working for him. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and he, of course, Michael Bus. I love it. I love Eddie Murphy. I do too. Man. I feel like he's underrated for sure. Yeah. How uh, I got anything else on this list? Grease. I think we talked about. Yeah. Uh, Star is born. New movie. Er, sorry. You're gonna break your phone one day. You're you know gonna break I, your phone and that's why we have cases and the table. Um. Yeah. Star is born. <laughs> What's on it? Uh. It's. Uh, it was that Gaga, Lady Gaga, and nope. um. Nope. I'm out. Oh, that Bradley Cooper dude? Yes. No, I'm out. Bro. Nope. You just lost all three of our female fans. You just lost them. (laughs) When Uh, these allergies started coming out, you want to hear something? Because I feel like my girlfriend's going to listen to this episode. When these allergies started kicking my ass, 
And my voice is like, oh, scratchy and raspy. Bradley Cooper. Leading up to the making of this movie, Bradley Cooper actually trained like guitar, trained vocals. Like he really got into like so he's the one that actually singing this, right? Uh-huh. He plays a, a drug addict, alcoholic rock star. Spoiler alert. Um, and so like his voice, like he really like worked on his voice a lot, right? Uh-huh. Sam Elliott's in the movie plays his older brother. I love Sam Elliott. So there's these scenes where like here I am like uh, my voice is off, and then like Lady Gaga's like talking about it, like yeah you know I never got signed because. All these people told me that my music's good, but like my nose is too big and they won't. They said I just blah, blah, blah. And he goes, he looks at her and he goes, I think your nose is beautiful. And so I'm like sitting there watching this movie and I look over at my girlfriend Katie and I was like, I think your nose is beautiful. And she goes, Oh, you sound just like him. Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all are corny. <laughs> like, a ba- like a bag of Orville Redenbacher. Um, speaking of Sam Elliott. If I could have anybody narrate my life, you know, a lot of people will say like Denzel or Morgan Freeman or, you know, whoever else. It'd definitely be Sam Elliott. Mine would be David Attenborough. I don't know who that is. He's the guy from all the National Geographic, the English guy. Oh, yeah. And now you watch as the Mother Heron flies back to her nest. No, dude. If I'm doing, uh, if I'm getting anybody from National Geographic to do my to do my my voice over Snoop Dogg, no, or to narrate my life, it's gonna be the one that uh, that narrated the um, oh Honey Badger, oh the gay dude. <laughs> the Honey Badger don't give a shit. Stop cussing, man. <laughs> Doesn't give a crap. Buzz me out. Beat me. I will. I will. Did you, you remember like Snoop Dogg with the mongoose? He's like, what are these mongooses? Yeah. Like, oh, they put that gator up. <laughs> No, I would definitely get weed them boy, weed them, weed them boys. I would definitely get the dude who did the the honey badger. The honey badger. Oh, dude. I think you can say the S word, huh? South Park did it. This isn't South Park, man. They did a lot. Oh man, soundtracks, soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. Those are really good ones. Like those are good ones. We like. I'll I'll send you my list. We already have a list. I would say homework for our listeners. Yeah. If you go to YouTube. Yeah. And search the Guardians of the Galaxy. And you and I were talking about that. I don't know if we were talking about this on air or not, but the entire playlist is one straight through song. Yeah. Which I think is fascinating because it, I think, I think we were off air talking about that, about just Marvel's, like, just how much detail they put into things. Yeah. That knowing that it was a cassette in the movie, the entire soundtrack is one straight song. Like, I'm just glad that his mom was a hippie. Dude. You know what I mean? Because. If his mom was like anything else, the soundtrack would be trash. Could you imagine the quality of the movie? Because you got a demigod making a baby with a hippie. Yeah. You know the music's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Could you, you know, we, we think about, like we talked about earlier about like soundtracks that are good and the movies are unknown and vice versa. Yeah. I wonder the popularity of that movie if the soundtrack would have been garbage. Yeah. Like if it still would have been as like appealing, you know? Yeah. Man, music makes a movie. Music definitely makes a movie. Um, Straight out of Compton. Can we even talk about that one? Yeah, but that's one of those things like where they did the. It's their music. It's the greatest hits. You know what I mean? Like like when the Doors, uh, the um, Walk the Line, mm-hmm. Ray. Mm-hmm. Straight out, that's just it's all it is is a greatest hits album. But if the artist is good enough, yeah, 
You know what I don't get about greatest hits? Who's making who who's making the decisions to put a greatest hits? That's a really a good, song a, a song on a greatest hits. That's though. a really good question. I want to know. See, I never thought about that, but you're I right. also I also want to know who when you record a song, what the sing what the first single is going to be. Now, you did see the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Now, you remember that whole scene because that was supposed to be that supposedly was accurate. Yeah. That they said they wanted um, f- like Freddie wanted Bohemian Rhapsody, right? And they wanted um, Killer Queen, yeah. And he's like, "No, it's Bohemian Rhapsody." Like, "No, it's it's eight minutes long. Like, we're not making." It. He's like, "Killer Queen is a song," and they're like, they fought him tooth and nail. So I mean, I I'm curious if it's who who what would you have picked for that single? Yeah, as the first single, knowing. You know, it's, it's it's so easy to, in retrospect, but I feel like seeing how talented Freddie was, I would have let him whatever he wanted. I would have been like, whatever, bro. Okay, so if you're Freddie, which one are you picking? Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, I'm opposite. I would have gone Killer Queen or Fat Bottom Girl. <laughs> uh, I like that one. All right, dude. It's a good one. It's come to that uh, portion of the show where we're giving the people something to listen to. It doesn't have to be off a soundtrack. Let's give him something good. Killer Queen. Killer Queen. If you haven't listened to Killer Queen, you'll see why like, Adam is so adamant about that song. Yes, I am. It is a great song. Okay, go ahead. Two more. Um, definitely the song that I love that we we touched on, the Burt Bacharach and Elvis Costello song. From Austin Powers 2. Okay. What would you get when you fall in love? Gonna get lies and pain and sorrow. That's what you... Yeah, dude, it's a good song. All right, cool, man. One more. Um, The song from Forrest Gump and every other Vietnam-based movie ever. Buffalo Springfield? Yes. All right. Go listen. It's not just... Like, get in your feels about back in the day, because that song... Was so pivotal in the '60s. It was such an important song for America that if you're not familiar with it, you gotta listen. It's so cool, such a cool. It's just a cool vibe. Yeah, man. like you just like you can chill. I love that song. Such a good one. All right, my three. Speaking of cool vibes, James Taylor, Fire and Rain. Remember the Titans? What what point was that in that movie? Was that when they were? Was that the? Uh, I want to say that's when uh, Bertier got in the wreck. Yeah. What was the song when they were, um, no, there wasn't a song, that was just ominous tones. When they had the breakthrough at camp, when they were all like. Oh, I couldn't tell yeah, you. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Uh, but yeah, James Taylor, uh, he's a vibe man. Mm-hmm. He's an acoustic vibe uh, for sure. Uh, second one I got for you, Wu-Tang does a song. And I got to pull it up because I don't know. Uh, exactly what it is called, but it reminds me of um, Austin Powers. And I'm pulling it up right now. Gravel Pit is what it's called. I was literally about to see if it was Gravel Pit. Check out my gravel. When I was a kid, this was the song that turned me on to Wu-Tang. Oh, really? Dude, for real. The yeah. music video video used to come on MTV, and I remember like watching it and just thought, like, wow, this song is so cool. And then the beat... So just jump off. So just jump off. Does that not remind you of Austin Powers? That, 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 like, 
clarinet in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one I got for you is Allison Chains. Land of the Lost. That's the, your man right there. Yeah, that's Method Man. That's, that's your man. That's my favorite rapper. Uh, last one I got for you, Allison Chains, MTV Unplugged album, uh, Down in a Hole. It's a good one. Very good one. Uh, the whole album is good. Very good. Uh, one of my favorite things is when rock bands like that uh, unplug. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nirvana unplugged. Dude, that was, was so great. funny. With the, when he was when Kurt Cobain was talking about passing a basket around so that he could buy <laughs> buy that guitar. That was awesome. And they were like, uh, "Yeah, we're gonna pass the basket around because Kurt really wants this guitar." He's like, "Yeah, it's like five hundred thousand dollars." <laughs> and he's like, "This next song is written by." Everyone's favorite composer. Is that you guys? You guys agree? Everyone's favorite writer? Yeah? Okay, I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> but rock bands who unplug, that's my favorite. Dude. That's my, that's, well, it, it's like that Everlong I told you about yeah. last, last week. Everlong uh, acoustic is, is better than Everlong in the, in the studio. Listen in to Dave. So my girlfriend Katie, like, she loves Foo Fighters. We, like, we watched that 10-minute that clip where Dave told the story of Everlong. Right. And she's like, I have a whole new love for that song. Oh yeah, just that, and he plays it, and it's like I was in ninth grade when that song came out, and I loved oh, it since so day good. one. I have to say thank you to my sister who worked for Sony, the one that signed Panic. Uh-huh. She's actually the one that turned me on the Foo Fighters. Oh nice, she, cool. She played the first. Uh, she played the um, the one where they were on the airplane. Um, I know if I heard it, I'd know it. It's on. It's when they're they're in the airplane, and Dave plays like every character in the airplane. Oh, I don't know about all that. Dun, dun, I never was a big MTV dun, guy, dun, like watching music videos dun, and dun, stuff. Dun, dun. Oh my god, I have the biggest brain for right now. Foo Fighters. It's the other song, the other big song from when they were uh, when they were not ever long as the other one. Um, my hero. No. Oh my god. It's on that same album. Yes. Uh, Learn to fly. Oh, okay. He's in an airplane. Yep. All right, well, y'all go listen to all that music, watch all these cool movies, listen to the soundtracks, like, share, and subscribe our podcast. Please. Tell your friends about us. We'll tell our friends about you. All four of you. Yeah, and uh, until next time, we'll... uh, Play them out. We'll catch y'all later or something. See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? 
Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.